Good morning, good morning. How is everyone doing this morning? On this almost first full week of summer, who is ready for that? I know I am uh, ready to hop into the pools and, and just uh, uh, go on vacation. I'm sure you all are, so allergies getting to you, I'm sure. <laughs> so we just want to welcome everyone as, uh, as you all are uh, filing in. We want to welcome you all to here at Calvary. Uh, welcome to you who are online. Um, if this is your first time or haven't been back in a while, uh, we have uh, connection cards that are probably right in front of you. If there's none in front of you, there is some on the welcome desk as you go out on the left. If you would, um, please just uh, fill this out if you would so we can connect with you, uh, pray with you, pray for you, let you know what's going on around the church. Um, and also on uh, the welcome desk as well, there is a book we would like to give you as well. Uh, this is your first time here. It's called Unshakable, um, Standing Strong When Things Go Wrong. Who knows that things will go wrong in our lives? So this is a great book to, uh, to help us to be unshakable and to stand strong in our faith when things come up. Uh, just want to do a quick um, announcement about our business meeting. It is today after church. So if you are a member, we want to encourage you to, uh, to stay after, please. Um, Back to school supplies. Uh, if you could, Pastor Steve and them are still wanting um, some supplies for that so they could uh, gather them up by July the 16th is with the ladies. We want, want to do it so we can have time to pack them up. Um, if you don't want to do school shopping, uh, you're more than welcome to uh, give money towards that. Um, it is in the box next to the offering. If you do write a check, please put on the memo for back to school supplies so they know where to put that money to. Pastor Steve and Cindy want to thank everyone for the food during their time that their daughter uh, was in the hospital uh, getting surgery, and they want to thank you for, for your prayers. Uh, she is, uh, came out great. God has done a miracle in, uh, in her life. Um, so we just, they want to thank you on the behalf of them and also the church. We want to thank you for, for just coming together as a church and, uh, lifting, lifting up a, a, a brother and sister in Christ, uh, lifting them up. It's great to see some, uh, we're, seem like we're seeing a little more younger people in our, in our church. So it's great to, great to have them. Um, we had our men's fellowship last night, so I want to thank Pastor Steve and uh, uh, Pastor Malcolm for hitting that up. It was a great success. We had about 10 people. Uh, we had plenty of food, and I told everybody, or a couple I told, if you leave here hungry, then it is your fault. So we had a great time of fellowship and uh, just plenty of food. The food was great. I want to thank uh, Chris Stevens for, um, for uh, cooking the hamburgers. For that and uh, everyone who came out and uh, brought the food. We had a youth night uh, Friday night. It was a great time. Um, and I want to thank you for continuing to pray for the youth and giving us a, um, an option to be able to reach out to the younger crowd and younger generation. Uh, we had a youth night. Um, we played airsoft and got in the pool. The pool was a cool 68 degrees. It was a little, little cold, wasn't it, man? Woo, that thing was cold. And so I want to thank... Um, uh, Jason and Wendy for opening up their home uh, for us to be able to uh, allow us to do that. Can you give them a hand? Who is ready for worship this morning? I know some of you all came just for the worship and not hear these uh, announcements. Uh, Psalm, I'm going to uh, read a couple passages from the, the Bible. Psalm 98 says, Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand 
has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown His saving power. The Lord has announced His victory and has revealed His righteousness to every nation. He has remembered His promise to love and to be faithful to Israel. The ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Now let's shout to the Lord all the earth. Break out in praise and sing for joy. If you all could stand up, please, so we can worship. Hallelujah. How many has something to thank God for this morning? Can you give him a clap of praise of thankfulness this morning?
like, no matter what's going on around us, no matter the, the bad things that are happening, God is still on his throne this morning. And his word says that if you've got a problem, you can speak to that mountain. You can declare it. They can be cast into the sea this morning. And this morning, he is still able, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, he's able to make that mountain disappear. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Lord, we give you blessings and praise. Lord, we thank you for what you have done, Lord. And right now, we just want to worship you for who you are. Lord, you are great. Lord, you are mighty. Hallelujah.
Father, we thank you this morning. As we come before you as a people, God, in need of you, a people that has things going on in their life that so much we try to work it out in our own way. We think that we have our own solutions. But we come to you this Sunday morning and we worship you. We worship you for who you are. And we worship you for what you have done for us. So in the midst of us worshiping you, we want to tell you, Lord, this morning, how much we love you. And I want us all to do that in our own way as they continually play. Let's, let's tell the Lord how much we love him this morning. For the, ne for the next 60 seconds, let's tell him how much we love him this morning. Father, we love you this morning. We, we worship you this morning. We, we glorify you this morning, Lord. We're so thankful for what you've already done in our life. But we're thankful for what you're doing in our life right now. God, we love you. We love you, Father, this morning. Thank you for being our Heavenly Father. Thank you for protecting us and thank you for watching over us and thank you for saving us, redeeming us, filling us with your Spirit. We love you this morning. We love you this morning. As they continually play this morning, just march around and uh, shake hands with each other and love on each other this morning.
Praise the Lord. No, I'm not preaching this morning, but I do want to say that uh, to the men who came out, we had a wonderful time of fellowship, and we just encourage all the other men to get excited about joining us. We are the uh, men of armor in these last days. How many knows it's important to have the whole armor of God and to be equipped with that armor, that sword and that shield. So we encourage you to come out and be a part of that as we uh, vision cast and as we pray and ask God's direction. We will keep the men updated on future events that we're going to be doing. But we are thankful for our men. Can we just give all the men of God a hand in the house? Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Another thing, I want to give God glory for what he has done for Brother Mark. I, I want you to know that when I got the call uh, from uh, Sister Marcia that night at the house, the pastor was out of town and I text and got everybody on the prayer chain, thank you for bringing divine intervention because I physically, with my own eyes, as they, they said, the, you know, they physically passed or witnessed what Jesus did. I was able to physically watch God do a miracle in that emergency room the day I went up there because the mouth, his mouth was drooped down. He was having a stroke. And I want you to know that there's a good chance that Brother Mark's coming home today. Listen, I witnessed this, and I got to give God glory, and I got to give Him praise and honor, because we was in there, we began to join in prayer, we started praying over Him that God would intercept that stroke, that God would stop that stroke in its tracks, and I'll tell you as a witness before God, before I left that hospital that night, His mouth came back to where it was supposed to be. I give God all the glory. Amen. said he wasn't going to preach. I just, a little sermonette there. Amen. Praise the Lord. I got a couple pictures I want to show y'all this morning. If you'll throw that up on the screen for me. Hey, praise the Lord. These, uh, we had a funeral here at our church uh, Wednesday. Uh, well, it wasn't at our church. At, they had it at the funeral home. And then the family came back uh, and had a meal here at the church. And so, uh, I want to thank the ladies here uh, in this picture. I want to thank all the ladies that cooked food that sent it in that wasn't able to be here. And uh, I got two texts uh, from the family, and one said that this was their statement, that the people there at the church was so friendly, and the food was amazing. We got some amazing cooks here. Amen. Yeah, you say amen on that. Amen. Uh, and then if you'll throw the other picture up for me this morning, where in the world did these guys come from? Amen. Pastor John is in there somewhere. Yeah. There's our youth pastor. Let's give him a hand and the rest of the crew. Hey, amen. And that is Jonathan and Pastor John. So let's give them a hand. Wow. So you are safe here at the church, even with BB guns. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to talk this morning just for a few minutes. Uh, I just got like a little sermon net because we got business 
right after uh, church. It is also good to uh, see uh, Sandy and her husband Bruce with us this morning. Let's give them a hand. Amen. She is the administrator here at our uh, church and uh, Pastor Bruce, he pastors a church over in Sturz Draft, so we're glad that they're with us this morning. She helps keep me in line and straight and make sure all my tickets are in and all that good stuff. Amen? Yeah, I need a lot of help on that. Amen. I want to preach just for a few minutes this morning on what the church needs now is power. What the church needs now is power. Everywhere that you go through the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see Jesus walking in power. Say with me, with power. All through the book of Acts, as you study and read the book of Acts, uh, you see the disciples, you see all of them walking with power. The church in the book of Acts, we see signs. We see wonders. We see miracles. We see the power of God operating in the book of Acts. Today, more than ever before, we need the power of God not only working in our church, but in our individual life. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to bring change, to bring change to our, our, our family, to bring change to the church, local church, to bring change to our young adults, to bring change to our youth and the society, the culture we live in, the world we live in. We've tried everything else. We went to psychiatrists, we went to shrinks, we went to you name it. And nothing is working. Another little Bible study is not working. Another sermon is not working. Another worship team is not working. If we do not have the power of God working in our midst. This generation that we're living in now, uh, uh, the children and the youth and our young adults, I'm afraid, and I put it on the back of my generation and the generation before me, do and have they experienced the power of God? Or have they just experienced another church service? Or have they just experienced another worship set? Or have they just experienced another rock pastor getting up and preaching some fancy sermon? Have they experienced the power of God? Because it's only the power of God that's going to break the bondages off of our life. Another conversation with a close friend is not going to do it. So once, as I said, another, another uh, conversation with a psychiatrist is not going to do it. Another church service is not going to do it. Just walking out and said we had a good church service. What we need 
in this generation, what we need in our culture, what we need in our church is the powerful, wonder-working power of God. Power that changes a sinner into a saint. Power that can take someone from the gutter of life unto the uttermost. Power that can tear down the strongholds of the enemy. Power that can put the enemy to flight. Mom and dad, you need the power of God in your home. Mom and dad, by video, you need the power of God in your home. Some of you need to quit playing around with your relationship with God. And you need to get on your knees, you need to get in your prayer closet, and you need to get the power of God back in your life. Your children need to hear you pray. Let me say that again. Your children need to hear you on your knees praying. And you need to come out of your prayer closet with the power of God in your life. Are you having another conversation with your teen or with your children trying to figure it all out is not working. You need the power of God in your home. Power that can face reality and change it through prayer. Power to change the lives of your teens and your young adults. Power to turn a professing Christian into an acting, working servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want a church to be a church that is not just a, a, a place to come and gather. And I don't want to be a church that, that weird things go on. But I want a people and I want a church that's full of the power of God that comes out of the book of Acts where signs and wonders and healings are happening in people's life. If people need healing in their life, we need to have the power of God in our life where we can lay hands on them and the Bible says that they will recover just like we experienced with Brother Mark. That's the dream that I have for this church. I have a dream for this church where we are bringing people hope. We're living in a culture. We're living in a time. We're living in an age where people feel so hopeless. And it's going to take the power of God to bring hope in their life. Listen to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. And when He had called His twelve disciples to Him, the Bible says that Jesus said, He gave them the power. The power over unclean spirits. The power of God will break the bondage of the enemy in your life and the life of your home. Let me say that again. It's going to take the power of God to break, to break the bondage off of whatever you got going on in your life and in the life of your home. And Jesus says, I gave them the power over unclean spirits. 
when I walk in my home and the enemy is doing something to, to, to come against my wife or to come against my daughter or to come against my family, I have the power to walk in my daughter's bedroom and tell the devil he's not allowed in my daughter's life. I have the power to walk in our house and say, devil, you're not taking over this home through Jesus' name. He said, I'm giving you the power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Jesus says, I'm ascending into heaven. And he told his disciples, I am giving you the power. The question is, why is he giving us the power? Why do we need that power? To accomplish what Jesus accomplished and much more. We can lay hands on the sick. And they can recover. We can believe through the power and work of the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus, it will happen in our life. Look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus is saying, listen up, church. You got the power to pray over the brokenhearted and for them to be restored. You're going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to be healed. You're going to pray for the lost and you're going to see your family come to know Jesus. You're going to go out in this world and make a difference. You're going to have the power to make a difference in your family. You're going to have, a, you're going to have the power to make a difference in this community. You're going to have the power to make a difference in this younger generation. You're going to have the power to make a difference in your city and your town because we are blood-bought, born again, child of the living God, and God has handed the power to us for our life. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 3 and 5 says, I come to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. This is Paul talking. Paul says, I've tried everything. Paul says, I've tried my leadership abilities. I've tried to persuade them in my preaching. He said, I've tried to do sermon illustrations. Paul said, nothing is getting it done. But he said, there's only one way. And that is the power of Almighty God. Say that with me. The power of Almighty God. He goes on to say, my message and my preaching were not wise and persuasive words, but a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Why? So that your faith may not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power alone. We're, we're looking too much to man. We're looking too much to a preacher. We're looking too much to a worship leader. But our eyes should be upon Jesus Christ because He's handed us the power of God. In church, it's going to take the power of God in your life to change things that need to be changed in your life. Why was Paul talking and speaking in these terms? He said, because 
He said, I may not understand at all about church stuff. I may not understand about all the doctrine of the Bible. I may not understand everything about theology. I may not understand about speaking in tongues. I may not understand everything about healing, deliverance, and signs and wonders. But you can walk out of here and say, I know that it was the power of God that touched my life. If our lives are going to be changed, it's going to be changed through the power of God. I like what John chapter 14, 12 through 14 says. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may glorify to the Father. You may ask me anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus says, I am giving you this power and with this power mixed with faith, you are going to experience great things in your life. How many of you want to experience healing in your life? Come on, how many of you want to experience healing in your life and the life of your family? How many of you believe that great deliverance can come to your family? You, you talk to some people and they, their, their family, they got a family that, that, that is strung out on drugs or they, they, they are, are alcoholics or, or they just got so many bondages in their life. Well, I'm here to believe that I serve a God that is so powerful that He can break, come on, He can break those bondages off of my family and off of things in my life. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, and here it is, with power. And then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were possessed of the devil, for God was with Him. Romans chapter 13 and verse 1 says, For there is no power but God. He is the one who places rulers in the position of power, and He is the one who controls our lives and our destiny by His power. So the question is, how do I operate in the supernatural power of God? How many of you want to operate in the supernatural power of God? How, how many of you want God operating in your life with power? I mean, you, 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 you don't want to just to be a lazy Christian. You want the power of God operating in your life. And may I note the way our world is going, the way things look, I need, I need, let me say that again, I need the power of God working in my life. So how do I get the power of God working in my life? I've got just one thing. How do I get the operation of the power of God working in my life? Number one, we cultivate God's presence in our life. No presence, no power. No presence, no power. 
The more you cultivate an environment leading to the Holy Spirit, the more of God's presence you will carry. And the more of His presence you carry, the more of His power you're going to carry. You cultivate this environment by spending time doing whatever it takes to have the person and presence of the Holy Spirit hanging out with you. I want the Holy Spirit hanging out with me. That was we. That was a week. A that was a Methodist. Amen. Okay, okay. I want the Holy Spirit, Pastor Steve, hanging out with me. You want the supernatural power of God hanging out in your life? You got to get alone with God in prayer. You will only experience His power when you first experience His presence. King David made the presence of God a priority in his life and the life of his family. Let me say that again. King David made it a priority to have the presence of God in his life. Listen, mom and dads, grandmas and granddads, and in the life of his family. Why? Was the presence of God a top priority? Remember, King David brought the Ark of the Covenant back? 2 Samuel chapter 6, 1 through 2 says, David again brought together all the able young men of Israel. Say, young men of Israel. 30,000. He and all these men in Judah, bringing them from the Ark of the Covenant of God which is called by name the name Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim and the ark. The ark of the covenant represented the presence of God. And David knew if he was going to win any battles in his life. He knew if God was going to surround his family, he knew if, if, if God was going to take care of him, that he had to have the presence of God in his life. So David said, I've got to bring the Ark of the Covenant back. 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 9. Instead, as he's bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem, I found this passage of Scriptures Listen, mom and dad. David is bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. So he's bringing what? The presence of the God, what? Back to Jerusalem, right? But before he gets to Jerusalem in 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 9, listen to what it says. Instead, he took it to the house of Oded-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house. Say with me, remain. Say with me again, remain. It's important, mom and dad, grandma and granddaddy, that the Spirit of God remains in your home. Okay, that, I don't know if you got that, okay? It's important that the Spirit of God remains in the atmosphere of your home. 
I'm going to get a little Pentecostal on you, okay? It does matter what you watch. Okay. It does matter what you watch. It does matter where you go. It does matter what you get involved in. It does matter who you hang out with. The Bible says that the presence of God remained in the home. The ark of the Lord remained in the home for three months and the Lord listened to this. Moms, dads, grandmas, and granddads listened to the list. And the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now, I know that I want to be blessed. But I want my wife blessed. I want my daughter blessed. I want my friends blessed. I want my church blessed. I want my money blessed. If you don't say anything, if you don't holler, how many of you want your money blessed? Come on. I want everything in my life blessed. And the way that happens is, is I've got the presence of God in my life. And to cultivate that, I've got to spend time with God. I've got to spend time with God. What does that mean before we close? That means that every day, I've got to find a place alone to spend with God. Whatever that looks like in my life. I've got to get along with God. I've got to read my Bible. I got to fellowship with God. I got to pray. I got to get along and talk with God. Well, Pastor, isn't it a little easier way? Can I just, you know, no? You got to pray. You got to read the Word. You got to spend time with God. You know why? We don't have the power of God working in our lives anymore. I didn't give you but one point. I know you can get it, okay? The reason we don't have the power of God working in our lives anymore is because we don't have the presence of God in our life. And once we experience the presence of God in our life, and we get the presence of God in our life, and then we will be operating in the power of God in our life. No presence. Come on, help me. No presence, no what? Let's say it again. No what? No presence, no what? No power. We call ourselves a Pentecostal church. And you can try to cast every demon out and you can yell at the devil and scream at the devil and he's still going to be there. If you don't have the presence of God in your life. We're trying to do everything in our culture and everything to, to try to, 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 I mean, save the world. But nothing is going to work without the power of God. Once more, what's going to change the White House? The power of God. 
I mean, Lord have mercy. What's well, going to change the White House? It's going to take the power of God to change that place. Amen. What's going to change our community? We'll take the power of God. What's going to change our church? The power of God. What's going to change our life? It's the power of God. And the way to get that, we're going to have to be in the presence of God. You know, that, that looks different maybe for all of us. Maybe you're going to work in the morning and, and you put some worship music on and you just spend time with God. Amen? Maybe it's getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know for you. Some of you, that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> Can't God hear it? 9 o'clock in the morning? Some of you, maybe it's late at night. I don't know. But listen, church. You have got to spend time with God to get the presence of God in your life to have the power of God operating in your life. Carve out that time. Because I know in my life I have got to have His presence. And i got to have His power. Let me say this. This is all good. I want us to gather together. There's nothing that puts, makes a pastor more joyful to see a church come together to worship on a Sunday morning. But if that's all you do, is come on a Sunday morning, then you're not going to experience the power of God. Because it's an everyday thing getting in His presence. This is an add-on. Amen? This is an add-on. Add this is an add-on in our life. So I want us to stand this morning. And How many of you want the presence of God operating in your life this morning? I mean, you want the presence of God operating in your life this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. You're here this morning and you uh, you say, Pastor, I have not been spending time with God like I, like I need to spend to experience His presence. Please, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just lift up your hand? Be honest with God, please, every eye closed. This is just between you and God and the pastor, okay? And you could just lift your hand. Thank you, thank you, wow, thank you. You say, Pastor, I have not been spending time in the presence of God like I should. Just slip your hand up. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, wow. Look at the hands. Thank you, ma'am, back here. Thank you, young man. Thank you, ma'am, back there. Thank you. Wow. Wow. You know what I love about this church? When I preach a sermon and I ask for the invitation at the end, I am amazed at the people that are just honest with God. And that, I, that, that's one thing my wife can tell you, that I'm amazed at the people who say, that's me, Pastor. That's me. 
look, look, look up here just for a minute. You know, sometimes that's, well, Jeff, sometimes that's me. Pastor Steve, you know, can I be just transparent for a minute? It's really no different than you getting so caught up in your life and getting caught up in if you own a business or you're going to work and we all have families or maybe we're helping take care of our family or our kids and we just get so busy because you know life is busy life's busy brother it just it gets busy it's no different than me working in ministry and just going after a goal because what I really need most of all in my life, I love my wife, I love my daughter, I love my family, I love you. And I love the Lord. But Sister Donna, what I need most of all, the older I get, Brother Wayne, what I really need, Brother Dale, more than anything in my life, I need His presence. Nothing else is satisfying me anymore. Nothing else anymore is satisfying me. I tried a lot when I was young. Come up empty, guys. I tried it all. Went to the parties. I did the things that I thought that would make me happy. I tried to make money to come up and money didn't do it. I tried to maybe after I was in ministry and first became a pastor, if I have a gold here, that'll make me happy. Pastor Steve, I'm realizing more and more there is nothing in my life that God doesn't care how much money you got. He wants us all, Sister Donna, to set goals. I mean, that we're leaders. That's what we want to do. That's all okay. Most of all, I want the presence of God in my life. Because you just keep coming up empty. You walk in the door of the church empty. You go to work empty. You try to fill it with everything else, young people. Nothing else satisfies you but being in the presence of God and knowing God as your personal Savior. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Yes, I want your power. But I don't I don't seek your power this morning. First of all, I seek your presence. Young people, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, maybe you're driving now and you're going to school or you're going to college or we've got one that's in the service and you're moving around in your life and while you're in the car going back and forth, just talk to God. Just talk to God. You don't have to talk to God, young people. Like, a, like you know, well, I heard the preacher pray. Don't worry about how the preacher prays. You just pray, young people, to God. 
just like he's your brother, sister, mom and dad, say, hey God, you know what? I got a lot going on in my life. Young people and say, you know what? I can't figure it all out. I don't know why I hurt like I hurt. I don't know why this is going on in my life right now. I'm young. The world is confusing. And you know what? I really would like to give up. Throw in the towel. But let this pastor, let this pastor say something to these precious young people. I love you with all my heart. My desire is, if nothing else, God, please, if you do nothing else before I leave this earth, you break my heart. I mean, crush my heart. Break my heart for these young people and culture that we live in today because they're hurting and they need us. Young people, just talk to God. Just talk to God. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I just want to walk to that altar. And every head bowed and every eye closed. And maybe you're a young person. You, I, I just want to come to the altar this morning. We'll have ladies if you're a lady. If you're a young man, we'll have men. We're just here to love on you. We're just here to love on you. If you're here and you want to walk to the altar as they play and sing in the background, I just want you to make your way up to this altar this morning. Come on, I quickly need some men and women. Sister Tracy, would you come? Sister Tina, would you ladies quickly come and pray for our, for our young people right now? Brother Dale, oh, hallelujah. Sister Christina, would y'all come? And I want you to, I want y'all to talk to them. I want you to. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you feel like you need to walk to the altar this morning for the next few minutes. Oh, hallelujah.
church even when we don't see him he's working amen even when i don't see it sing it out even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop had two young people to give their life to God this morning. The word of the word of uh, the word of God says, Pastor, it said that there, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible said that there is rejoicing in heaven. The Bible tells me that they're up in heaven having a party right now just because you gave your life to Christ. Oh, oh my God. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all guys get out of here before I preach again. My Lord. All the members, all the members please hang around.